Pack in the mail, it's gone. Uh, she like I smell cologne. Yeah. I just signed a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. You know? I go where I want, good, good. Play if you want, let's do it. I'm a young CEO, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The first nigga play on my body, a nigga. I just check my back. All right. Welcome. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Best day of the week. We're going to be switching our podcast to Sundays now, starting Sunday. <laughs> that would be the first day. <laughs> also, uh, a quick shout out to Aaron Mossbarger for not being able to make it to today's podcast. <laughs> you bum. That's Fernie. Fernie's got Aaron's mic today. So if you hear if you hear a random ass voice off to the side, that's our that's our producer. He's out in San Clemente working on his craft at, for a work project. I don't know what he's doing. Near to us. He, he don't communicate very well, but <laughs> he's here. We're going to take a call in from him because obviously he's a Titans fan. and We got to listen to him talk about that shit. He's going to want to gloat, but how was, uh, how was the week for y'all gentlemen? Well, Anything to report? Well, the first thing to report is the Lakers just lost the fucking magic. That was unfortunate. After Sammy, that- you bastard. Our buddy Sammy that was on a podcast a while back. Which got our most views, so thanks, Sammy, for bringing all your model actor friends with us. Um, yeah, he's a Magic fan. So How random. There's a Magic fan in Southern California. We went to a game with Sammy like three, probably, what was it, like Four five? years ago. Was it that long ago? It was a minute. Four years ago, we were hoping Kobe would play. Me and Travis have been in like six, seven games. I think we talked about this last, last never, podcast. Never played. He was supposed to play that game. Anyways, Magic Lakers and... It's at Staples Center, of course, at LA. There was two Magic fans. Sammy found another Magic friend, and they're dapping each other up. What's up, bro? And everyone <laughs> yeah. else was everyone else they, was a Lakers they, fan. They had to make sure that they connected because they were the only two. That was a crack up. To that me. were there. It was great. It was great. Bernie, anything happened with you this weekend, or just I guess week in general? Not really, man. Project's been out for two weeks. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's really. You want to do a quick plug? Yeah, Fern. Hey, our buddy Fern, he's not only our producer, most important, most importantly our producer, but second <laughs> most importantly, just kidding, uh, produces music, and he's very talented. Um, so, yeah, Fern, share with us, man. What's been going down? Uh, so, me and the homie Adam Flowers, uh, super talented dude, just yep. the homie as well. Um, we put this project together. It all started like with this song. It's called "I Hate You." Like, <laughs> the whole, so the whole project is like a little love compilation. It's hip hop. It's rap. It's cool though. Um, but yeah, we started like a year ago. Made like four songs, five songs, and we decided like towards the end of the year, we're like, yo, we should just wrap these all together and put them in one thing since they all have the same vibe, you know. Yeah. Um, it all came together really nice. It's called "You," Apple Music, Anik One, and Adam Flowers. Take a listen. Uh, yeah, let me, I mean, that's it. I think it's dope. I'm super excited about how it came out. Um, so yeah, that's really the only thing that's been going on new, but not nice. Working on the craft. Are we? I oh, mean, dude, look at us out here. I grinding. wish. All I wish. Of us. Exactly. Dreams, baby. That's it. I wish we had more listeners, friends, so that we could really get you a boost. <laughs> we don't. Hey, everybody who's listening, to this, tell but, your friends. But like, really, to everyone that does listen to this, appreciate you always. But. Fern really is talented at making music. Everything he puts on Instagram, whatever, I'm always, I'm always jamming. I'm like, hell yeah, this is great. And Adam, like, I don't really know him too much. I think we hooped with him a couple times. He plays basketball every once in a while, right? I don't know. I mean, he, I think he plays, so. but I don't know, like, if you know, he's showing up at like. He's at, nah, know. dude. He's we played pickup with him. I think two, Have three I times. Played pickup. Yeah, with? yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, if you would see him, you would know. But just a couple times. But he's a pretty talented hooper. But. Also a great rapper, and I don't see any reason why he wouldn't blow up, you know. So, and with that being said, Fern, obviously great producer too. So, 
Now that we're done, now that we're done gassing each other up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about what I've been on. Gas sure, Daniel. Up, what have you baby? done this last week, talk buddy? Last week. Sorry so for waiting so long to get you involved. No, 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 no. But I just had something to share, <laughs> bring to the table. That's all. So I've been gaining a lot of weight recently. <laughs> Not recently, like the last <laughs> year and a half. <laughs> Nothing okay. crazy. Y'all see my Instagram photos. I look okay, marginal at best. But Gabby's been talking shit like, man, babe, I think you're, you know, in a graceful way, though. Like, babe, I think maybe Subtly. you should hit the gym a little harder. <laughs> And I have been hitting the gym and I have been eating the same as I always have, which is shitty. And I've always been able to maintain a decent frame, I suppose. Now I've been just gaining weight and I wasn't really sure why, but I've been chewing a lot of sunflower seeds. That's and sodium. The, the sodium got my ass. So this week I've committed to the non-sodium sunflower seeds, which taste miserable, by the way. It's about but the it, oral fixation. It's not even about the It's the oral seed. fixation. So that's helped me a lot. Instead of going home at, because I get off work at about 8 o'clock every night, so I get home 8.39, I'm starving, I'm eating carbs and cheese and quesadillas, who knows what, right? Now, last night I made myself a fruit, cookies and cream, protein smoothie. Didn't taste all that good, but I was satisfied and I was proud of myself. There so you go. I got a trip to Hawaii in February and I'm, I'm trying to get ripped up for that. That's so that's sick, what man. I've been on. Did you enjoy the Jack in the Box we ate about an hour ago? Oh, see what had happened was... <laughs> Why are you doing that to me, bro? It's my job, dude. God dang it. I thought you were trying to cut fat too, Travis. <laughs> yeah, but I haven't been on it for two days and decided to get a cheat day on that. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is Wednesday's the third day, bro. Oh, my bad. Either way, I know it's going to come together. The sodium was hurting me, so. No, that was the biggest thing for you because I know you started chewing those sunflower seeds, I don't know, like however long ago. And I, I noticed that that's when you started kind of getting, I don't want to say fat, but like a little thicker. That's you know what I mean? Like that's a big thing for you because you retain all that water, you get so dehydrated. And cutting also, that out is gonna make a difference. Sorry for cutting you off or cutting oh my me bad. off. I was cutting You're you cutting off. me off, but yeah. I was cutting you off, cutting me off. Just saying, like, <laughs> and also like I've been super like unmotivated in the gym overall. Just because I don't know, it's like I think you can only be excelling in a few parts of your life to and then you neglect another part of your life. Does that make sense? Like if I'm killing it in the gym, then Maybe I'm not killing it in another part of my life. So, like, work's been cool. I've been wrapped up in that or whatever. Or, like, this has been going good. I've been wrapped up in that. And I've been neglecting the gym. Like, I've been there five days a week always, but it's been half-assed, you know? So that's been hurting me overall, but I've really tried to get back on it this week. And it's been okay. It's only been three days, but if I put it in the atmosphere, then maybe it'll keep on going together. I kind of feel a little bit different. That's what I was about to say. Oh, like like you feel like if one thing's good, then everything's good? You roll it. Because because I don't mean to cut you off, but like if I hit the gym, I'm going to eat better. And if I'm eating good and hitting the gym, I'm going to be focused in at work. The second I start feeling like a piece of shit, you know, at the gym, I feel like I half-ass my way through it. Then I'll get to work and I'll be disappointed in my workout. I'll be bummed out and I won't get as much done as I should. Then I'll go home and, you know, I'll feel sorry for myself and you know like eat something bad for me it's different it's 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 either it's kind of almost all or nothing for me and mm. it sucks because i would like to be able to do that where like but it's also good if i can yeah, just maintain good. that all but like i i feel like i feel sorry for myself like you know if i start fucking up in one area like i'll like, let my fuck house it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. let my house get a mess and like, you know, yeah. all I'll, the shit goes around. Just everything goes around. I, I let myself spiral out of control. So, yeah, it's a good thing that I can keep that momentum, but it, I shouldn't let myself 
fall apart if one thing goes 100%. wrong. Is that you? That's where we're yeah. at, Fern? Well, cause, I mean, I can't even remember the last time I went to the gym straight up. But <laughs> I remember hooping with you like yeah, three years ago, exactly. dude. <laughs> that was it? No, but like <laughs> straight up, like when I'm going to the gym, exactly the same thing. I'm trying to eat right. I'm trying to do all these things. And I feel like everything just kind of starts coming together. Like mm-hmm. um, shit, like. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. Momentum. I don't know what it is. I think that's it. Momentum. You find the momentum. I mean, I feel you. Like, that's, we're talking about like being fit. I'm talking about like, no, but no, I'm talking about everything. Yeah. I let my house get dirty, you know, like I have a bad workout. Like, I just fall apart. No, yeah. I feel like if I'm going to the gym and sleeping right and eating right, like the rest of my life just kind of falls into place. I feel better. I look better. Like, just everything starts like hitting. You know what I mean? Like, whether it's, it could be anything, um, even just like socializing with people and shit. Like everything just for some reason feels more on point. Mm. I don't know why. No, that makes a lot of sense. I guess we just differ. Everyone's got their own little path to deal with, right, Dano? I suppose so. All right, so I guess we'll start getting into sports here pretty soon. What do we I got? know you guys are all at the edge of your seat. Well, the divisional round of the playoffs had just concluded earlier this week. We had some what outstanding happened? games. Actually, not really. That Ravens-Titans game, I don't want to say it was a bad game, but the Titans just blew them out, dude. Like, Ravens impressive. didn't have a chance. Aaron, I know we're going to call in here in just a bit. If you want to shoot him that text, let him know. We're going to have a call-in. Our first live call-in from live San Clemente, call-in. California, L.A. area. Because Aaron just begged us. He's like, we have to talk about the Titans. I have to be on this because I missed the last podcast, which you, is very fair. Guys. Just to put Aaron out there, because I know he's going to listen and he's going to be like, fuck you, Daniel, for saying this. But, Say it. you know, last minute, Aaron was out here trying to let us know he couldn't make it tonight and he wanted <laughs> to push it to Thursday. And we're like, no, we're ready tonight. He was pretty salty, but we talked him off the ledge. Obviously, rightfully so. I'd be mad. If too. the Chargers were in the AFC Championship yeah. game. So, if, in like two years in the last <laughs> 60 years. And we were in that bitch one time. 2007. That's when we beat the Colts, correct? We beat the Colts in the overtime? In the no. Oh, shit, really? We beat him in the divisional round in Indianapolis. Fuck. That's the game Phil tore his ACL. In Indianapolis, it was at home. Oh, I was sir, at that game. That was a, that was a year after. That okay. was 08. And that wasn't to go to the ASC. That was to win the wild card. Okay, my bad. All right, okay. That was in overtime. Either way, we were excited about it. Now that we're oh. arguing about pointless stuff. Turn it down, yeah. Um, with that being said, so yeah, the Titans looked amazing. Uh, ground and pound, Derrick Henry. You know, Clearly, Aaron's probably going to bring up some stats right now when we call him. However, Derrick Henry, first time in NFL history to rush three games in a row over 180 yards. That's insane. Not only in the playoffs, regular season, whatever, and guess how long the fucking NFL's been around? 100 years. Long fucking time. 100 there, years. Buddy. This is a 100-year anniversary. This is a 100-year anniversary? Why do you think there's hundreds all over the place, dude? It's a 100-year oh, anniversary. the NFL 100? Yeah, that's this year. Shit. So you ask how long it's been? It's been a century. Oh, Okay. All right, I think we got Aaron on the line, maybe, potentially. I'm buzzing him right oh, now. Oh, we're buzzing him right now. But, yeah, I mean, fuck, dude. Big credit to D. Henry for, for doing big things. You know, they just were running the ball. They got ahead pretty early. Oh, we're calling. Dang. Whoa, can you guys hear that? I hope I Yo, what's going on? Aaron, on. you're on, dude. What's up? Estás, homeboy? What's going on, fellas? Aaron. Hey, dude, we're just gassing up your team. We're talking about how sick the Titans are. We're going to let you go on your spiel. What is the first thing you would like to say? Reflecting. Aaron, first off, man, oh, I guess how's the how's the trip in San Clemente for work, dude? Break it down. What's I up? I guess you'd want to get off on how's the, Titans, the week, but been? we'll start there. Yeah, we'll start there. Yeah, man, it's been cool. I mean, yeah, my work sent me up to San Clemente, staying in a 
condo overlooking the ocean. Harry came up, kicked it with your boy for a little while, caught some fish, went, uh, didn't get any surfing done, but no, it was a good work trip. But, um, yeah, man, I'm ready to talk about them Titans, bro. How about I knew who you Titans? were, man. That's why I was jumping oh, the gun. Aaron, listen, brother. So we'll tee you up a little bit, huh? We'll get you going. But obviously talking about Derrick Henry, on the back of Derrick Henry, you guys won uh, second playoff game in a row, um, second underdog game in a row, I yeah. think. I don't know if the Patriots spread was that big. Obviously the Baltimore was- one was. Three games in a row, D. Henry over 180 rushing yards, first time ever in the 100 years that the NFL has been around. What say you, my friend? Yeah. I mean, like you, I mean, that's a great, that's exactly what I posted. I mean, I'm, I'm ecstatic about Derek Henry, man. He's, uh, he's on a historic run rushing title. Um, you know, it's, it's wonderful to watch, you know, under underdog story to say the least, you know, the Titans started the season two and four with my boy, Mariota, not looking as hot as I was hoping, you know, gets benched for Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Um, Miami's paying five million of his seven million dollar deal. By the way, just to Oof, throw that in there, that's her. But j- and we traded only a fourth rounder for him. But <clears throat> just to get on to Tannehill, this man had the uh, highest pass rating to end the season. Uh, he finished with twenty three touchdowns, I think uh, five interceptions. Um, again, highest pass rating. That's a huge deal. The third highest in N- or fourth highest in NFL history. But that was week seven. So, I mean, that, I mean, that's a good that's a good sample size. And, you know, we haven't lo- asked a whole lot from Tannehill in the playoffs is what makes m- me think the Titans are more dangerous than everyone's anticipating. So, yeah, Derrick Henry has had 180 yards the last three games. First time in NFL history. It's wonderful. Our O-line, credits to the O-line. Oh, my God. Um, they're, Excellent. Dude, they look unreal. Honestly, um, the left guard. Uh, uh, Stafford and also Lewan has stepped up. Yeah. Our rookie right guard Nate Davis has looked a lot better in the run game. It's exciting to watch. But I remember last game I was talking about it and like I'm with it, dude. I understand why they're counted out. I mean the Ravens were an unreal team. I'm a big fan of the Ravens. Um, I'm confident in my team, obviously, and I'm also just talking shit when I pick them. But you know, I also called that they're in order to win, they need to get three turn- turnovers. And not only did they get those three turnovers, but they also had four fourth down stops. So it's not just um, Derrick Henry in my mind. It, you know, it's a collective effort. But you're right. Derrick Henry has been on an absolute tear. It's it's fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Titans got up to that quick lead. They had that turnover on that first Ravens drive. They moved the ball all the way down inside the Ravens 50. They Derrick Henry themselves all the way into the end zone. Like it seems like they played Titan football as opposed to trying to counter what the Ravens did. I feel like the entire game, yeah. they did what they do. Here's the question, Aaron, brother. So listen, obviously you guys started out, I believe two and six, correct? With two and with four, two and four, two and four, two, two and four. four with Mariota before they decided to make the switch over to Tanny. With that being said, obviously you guys have been on a great streak, one, two in a row. Played your way into the AFC Championship. Really excited for the Titans. With all that being said and all the excess, or success, not excess, what do you accredit that to? You have a brand new coach in Mike Vrabel. You got a brand new quarterback in Tannehill that took over. You got Derrick Henry playing out of his mind. Defense looks stout and solid. Holding up, you know, the D-line looks good. You get, Like you said, you forced three turnovers. Um, O-line looks really good. Taylor Lee won your left guard. I'm not sure his name. You said it earlier. Stafford. Staffield. Staffield. Staff- Staffield. Like Sorry. Yeah. So 
What do you? What's the main credit to your guys' success right now, man? Uh, a lot of credit, and I know this is just being a Titans fan, has to go to our GM. So oh. when the GM, uh, John Robinson, took over, John Robinson was the GM of the Patriots before. Um, when he took over in 2016, we had the worst record in NFL. We were 3-13. and 13. We okay. had the first number one overall pick. We traded said pick to the Rams, and the Rams took Jared Goff. With that pick, the Titans uh, trade or had you know got multiple first round picks. Traded up the number fifteenth pick in order to get up number eight, which is our right tackle, which is uh, Conklin. He uh, first round um, you know right tackle Jack that Conklin he started with all exactly um, number eight overall, solid right tackle. Uh, with his other first round pick, he drafted eventually Corey Davis, which who hasn't lived up to hype. I'm not going to lie to that. But, but he's been solid. Really, like he caught that touchdown solid. from Derrick Henry. Like he's done a, a solid part. Nowhere near AJ Brown, though. No, no. That's another credit to AJ Brown's. Um, and I'm going to get to that. Um, with those picks, though, we also, uh, you know, traded and ended up getting a couple other picks. One of the picks that we traded was a fourth round pick to Miami that we ended up getting. We traded that pick for Ryan Tannehill. Uh, and a couple other picks that we had was a Dory Jackson who has had a solid season other than when he was injured. So John Robinson has a lot of, a lot of picks. He also, with those picks that we got from um, the Rams, what, uh, we had two second round picks with those second round picks. We got, Derrick Henry with the 46 overall pick in the second round. Second round for Derrick Henry. That's great. So, I mean, John Robinson honestly has turned his franchise around. Yes, like I remember when we had uh, – I forgot the coach's name right now, unfortunately, but uh, he won a playoff game against the Chiefs in 2017 when Mariota – Was that Ken Was he still there? He was offense coordinator at the time, oh, yes. Okay. But uh, we, tr- uh, we, we fired – oh, fuck. It's Mike Kupchak. That's right. Uh, uh, we fired him after he won a playoff game against Kansas City. And everyone thought that we were crazy. But I saw it, too. And mm. so I like Mike Gray role. He made some very questionable calls in the regular season. But he's a guy you can rally behind. Um, you know, I told you guys a couple weeks ago I was on the fence about him when you guys were, like, telling me why am I am on the fence about him. And now I'm all in. You know what I mean? This guy is, has been unreal. You know, he's a guy to rally behind. He's He out Milicek, Milicek against the Patriots a couple weeks back to upset the Patriots. We were um, minus five and a half on the spread during that game. I remember you asking before. Um, we're minus seven and a half in this game. I'm confident, guys. You know what I mean? We were, we were ultimate underdogs. I was told that, like, I read some shit that this is one of the all-time great upsets. Mm. And... It's kind of wild to believe, but if you think about it, you know, one of the most great, uh, most greatest, but excuse me, uh, one of the greatest offensive performances by, you know, a rookie or second year quarterback. And this guy had 36 touchdowns passing, you know, he had over 1200 yards rushing and, you know, don't get me wrong. He got his own. He had over 500 yards in this offense. So don't get me wrong. This guy's going to be an MVP to come and this year, but you know, we also got to credit, when the credit is due, when the Titans defense, you know, a bend don't break defense, um, you know, ultimately with the fourth down stops, got seven turnovers. I respect that, what you're saying about, you know, your GM being the guy that led the way and is, you know, the main factor as far as 
why you guys are so successful right now. That makes sense to me. I mean, like you said, I remember watching that game against the Chiefs, and I thought, man, hell of a win for the Titans, you know? Like, that was what the Chiefs, what they have, uh, Alex, fuck, what's his name? Alex Smith last year. Alex Smith last year. Their offense was explosive. You know, you thought the Chiefs were probably going to take that dub, but the Titans got it done. And then to terminate that dude that same year, that's just showing like, hey, you know, pretty, a little better than marginal, but our team's better than that. And you weren't accepting marginalness, I guess, for the, for the a lack of a better term. Marginalness. You know, and that's cool. So like he's establishing this good culture over there. So I agree with you on that, Aaron. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really well-constructed team. They don't really have any weak spots. And then no way. I feel like given this whole team, you know, top to bottom, the only weakness they had was quarterback. And then you throw in a guy like Tannehill, like Mariota made it seem not necessarily like, like like it it, it didn't seem as if Mariota was the weak spot. It just seemed like things weren't coming together. But, um, sorry, we're getting a little feedback. Uh, yeah, it, it just it just seemed like that Mariota wasn't necessarily the problem. But Aaron, you got us on speaker, dude. Yes, I do. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's getting we're getting feedback. All right, we're better. All right, now. We're All right, cool. What I'm saying is, like, it seemed like this team was really good, and it didn't seem like Mariota was a problem. But once Tannehill came in, I think that really accentuated the fact that Mariota isn't necessarily the guy that you needed. Tannehill really made this team come together as a unit. Yeah, and it it showed that, like you said, the who who Robinson what was the GM's name? Yeah, John Robinson. You guys actually both said that. What you guys just both said. You guys said this weeks ago when uh you know I was kind of downplaying you know Tannehill starting initially in the first couple of games, and I remember Travis and you, Daniel, um, you guys both you know kind of ganging up on me, but you guys were both right. Now that I look at it. We're saying like, yo, like the only thing you guys changed was your quarterback, and look at your team now. Yeah, And I'm like, damn, you know what I mean? I was like, you guys are right. And I was like, I didn't want to hear that because I'm such a Mariota fan. And, you know, now that I'm seeing Tannehill, which Tannehill, you know, you know, Derrick Henry's getting all the hype. Tannehill has had four touchdowns in the last two games with one turnover. And that turnover was uh, fucking atrocious, but it wasn't catastrophic. Um, so, like, Tannehill... You know, with that, even against the Ravens, if you guys noticed, you know, when we got our second touchdown, it was, excuse me, right after uh, interception or, excuse me, a fourth down stop. And this guy throws a 48 yard bomb and it was a dime of all dimes. Yeah, and before that, that just he threw a dime in the corner to the tight end. So, you, you know, and he also rushed one win. So, yeah, Derrick Henry's getting all the praise, but Tannehill against the Ravens had three touchdowns, including a rushing touchdown that he faked the pitch and ran it in on third down. And he also had a couple clutch, you know, rushing first downs. So, you know, I, I love that. I love, you know, I even saw today that they're like, you know, the Titans are already getting counted out. They have the least percentages to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, so I get it. But. I love it. You know, the underdog, we've been the underdog, you know what I mean? And, you know, everyone's already saying like, oh, Mahomes against Brady, the State Farm Super Bowl. I love it. I love it. I'm, I, we ruined, we thought Brady was going to get there again. We thought we're going to about to see, you know, uh, Jackson just run up and down the field against Mahomes in the AFC Championship. I love it. Everyone's been kind of Titans out. And I can't wait to just upset some people again. It's it's wonderful. And, and there's no reason why I shouldn't be confident, honestly. That's awesome, brother. Hey, man, 
I feel you. I could see the. I could hear the fire in your eyes. I could hear. You is can that a hear thing? the fire in I your voice. I could hear the fire in your voice. You can hear someone's eyes, kiddo. You're getting me all jacked up right now. Plus, I took a little pre workout before this podcast. Make sure we had that energy. We're right? a little tired, so we got the the energy, brother. Well, listen, we're gonna hit this potty up on Sunday night after all the games. Hopefully, Aaron could still be gloating about the Titans. Greatly appreciate you hopping on, Aaron, even though you're at your work function, but uh, we'll catch you on Sunday, all right, man? Hey, make sure to shoot us a text about your picks for this week, all right, brother? He did. He, I got him. All right, for sure. Hey, thanks, guys. Shout out, Fernie. Thanks, guys, for having me. Go Titans. But yeah, enjoy the pod, brothers. Uh, yep, thank you for having me. All, all right, right brother. love you, brother. Catch Later. you Sunday. Bye. All right, sweet. So Aaron's, you know, he gets a little excited about his Titans, <laughs> which we can all respect, but no, man, rightfully so. They've been really, really good. Uh, another game we want to hop right into is what were the other games, Travis? What are we talking about? <laughs> Sorry, dude. Uh, Packers Seahawks. Oh yeah, that, that was... one went down to the wire there on that. Thir- Listen, Aaron Rodgers showed off that he has still mm. has the arm. That, that dude- was that was really impressive because you know me, Travis, and myself. We were at Knott's Berry Farm on Sunday, and we were waiting in a hand- Knott's Berry Farm is an amusement park for you, those of you that may not know. We do have some listeners in Chicago. Shout out Thomas and some other people, but. Um, we were sitting in a lot of lines. So we were wa- we watched a good amount of the game, you know. And uh, what we were driving home right at the end of the that Seahawks was that, that we were game. on the way yeah. home, and it was like third and long, third and maybe third, they convert. It was third and eight, and then Aaron Rodgers threw that perfect pass down the sideline. That was a slept on ass pass, man. I mean, that DB was a yard away from him hanging on his hip. I'm sure, dude, was like, God damn it, what do I do with this? Just fucking floated one in there, real nice and money, like a Rod does. But what Travis and myself were talking about when we were at Knott's Berry Farm was like, listen, A-Rod is a tremendous talent. We all know that. However, this year, he just hasn't looked the same in our opinion. He's only had 26 touchdown passes this year. Which is way off the margin for him, you know, clearly. And so for that reason, Travis and myself thought it may be, it may be over for him, but he proved us wrong, which was very impressive. Uh, didn't see much from Russell Wilson at all, which was kind of upsetting. Obviously, they're lacking on running backs. I don't think he has the help as receivers go. But dude also takes more sacks than he probably should. Don't get me wrong. Nobody loves Russell Wilson like myself, but I was a little disappointed with, with uh, the Seahawks and especially Russell. What say you, Travis? Um, I don't necessarily think I'm disappointed in the Seahawks. I don't think the Seahawks had a team out much outside of Russell Wilson. That's what I was saying, yeah. So, like... For them to go on the road against a team that had a week's rest. And, you know, I feel like week's rest works very good for veteran quarterbacks, not necessarily guys like Lamar Jackson, you know, or, you know, Patrick Mahomes last year, even though they did win that divisional round. But what I'm getting at is you give a guy like A-Rod an extra week, you give a guy like Tom an extra week, those guys are going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But I feel like, I feel like the Seahawks just didn't have enough. It, it, it's it's a simple case of the Seahawks having been good for so long, like the past six, seven years since Russell's been on the team. I feel like the talent around him has slowly depleted year after year after year because they didn't have to pay Russell Wilson this year. You know what yeah. I mean? They 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 kind of fall off talent-wise every year, it seems like. They just get a little bit worse, and Russell has to do a little bit more. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers definitely has shown everybody that he's still the arm of the league, you know, I mean, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a guy that's you know, kind of taking his mantle. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's still in Rogers. He's still making it happen. So I, 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 I'm not surprised, even though I did pick the Seahawks to win that game. And so did I, but I'm not surprised. 
Me neither, and I don't think any of us would have with any of these games been surprised if, well, ex- excluding the Titans, like <laughs> we were all surprised on that one. So shout out Aaron again, but like, like you said, you know, it's a classic case of Russell Wilson's fucking good. You know, he don't really need a great O line, doesn't really need a defense, can do a shitload of stuff with his legs, arm, everything. Very talented, right? So I think GM, their GM and their coaches just get complacent and say dude we got russell wilson we're good like let's just plug and play some guys for on the low low just like they did a rod during his prime in green bay you know so it goes hand in hand now it's coming full circle green bay's on the up and up and then you know the seahawks are out next game what did we have uh the next game was the nfc the niners smoking the vikings much Mm. to talk about there because I feel like the Vikings... I remember I picked the Vikings for this game, and last week... Me too. Last week, the Vikings had that overly emotional win Yeah. in, in New Orleans, yep. and I feel like that's a hard thing to duplicate. It is, but the reason that I picked the Vikings as well with you, Travis, was because... Niners. We picked the Niners to win. I didn't. Oh, oh I picked the oh, Niners you picked the win. Niners? The reason that I picked the Vikings to win was because of this, right? They had been there, done that, and the, the Niners had not. And I always think that in the playoffs... You know, experience does help a great amount. So after that game, I was listening to a little post-game conference in the locker room, and they were shouting out Kirk Cousins for getting his first playoff win. Clearly, dude has the reputation of not being able to get it done in the big game, right? So he he proved us wrong. He got one in the, uh, what's before the division? The wild card round, sorry. He got that W, and the first thing that Mike Zimmer said, that's their head coach's name, correct? The first thing Mike Zimmer said in the, in the post-game locker room was like, listen, guys, you know, we took that dub, a great win, obviously, but what happened two years ago when we beat the Saints in the wild card round? We laid a fucking egg, right? We're not about to do that again. And I just thought, I'm like, you know what? They've learned from their mistakes. I think I might have said that last week, but I was really confident in that, and clearly they laid another egg, so that's unfortunate. But the Niners are just so talented defensively, you know, everything. They got a three-man fucking weave at the running back position. They're just too good for the Vikings. What say you? The Niners' defense. Mm. I, yeah, I, I didn't get to watch this full game. I can't remember why, but I didn't. All I remember is it was kind of the fourth quarter. I think they were up by like 10 points at that you know, point in the game, and there was like two minutes left. So they already had the win, and they put all kind of their backups in. Yeah. Like their entire second unit was starting. And I just remember even their second unit, Oh my they God. were just forcing fumbles. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the Vikings recovered. I think they had three fumbles on that drive, and the Vikings recovered every single one. Yeah. But every time those dudes swarmed to the ball, they got that ball out. They're just swiping at it, throwing those fists around, pumping that shit out. And it was just like, damn, dude, these guys are ferocious. Yeah. That defense, not just the starters, but just the mentality of the overall unit. They really, they're, they're locked in, and they have been all year. They have made it so Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't have to do what he has to do. They can run oh, yeah. the ball with that three-headed monster and just get what they need to get. And the, then George Kittle off that play action. Like, just everything that they do is really, really just tough. Oh, my God. And it's just, you can tell, like, you're watching a game. Oh, my bad. What, it was loud. You're watching a game. <laughs> I was flicking a lighter. <laughs> you're watching a game, and you're like, okay, here, here we are in the playoffs. Who's out here trying to play it safe and tiptoe around? And who's like, I'm going to punch you in the fucking mouth. Like, that's the best way I can put it. And sorry for the cursing, darn All it. All right, Rhonda. Sorry, Rhonda. Sorry, dad and stepmom and mom and everyone that listens. Um, but that's what it was. I'm going to punch you in the mouth right now. And their defense was about that. And that left tackle for Minnesota, 
think his last name is Sheaf or Sheriff or something weird like that. That dude got embarrassed. I think in the last quarter, my guy gave up four sacks, like two to the Bosa and then two to some rando, the second unit that you're talking about. That dude needs to go. Like, oh, that was embarrassing. Vikings got stomped. Kirk Cousins, sorry, brother, you're out. Um, quite depressing, in my opinion. Final game was... It was the AFC Chiefs and Texans. Perhaps the best game of the week? I, not a good game? I don't know. I just remember me and Daniel were at Knott's Berry Farm, like we oh, said, yeah. and we were watching that game, and it just seemed like... First quarter champs, Texans, baby. Yeah, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> now, th- that game seems like one of those games. Like, mm-hmm. the Texans didn't drive it down the field three straight times to score touchdowns. No, they had a big play here, a fumble recovery for a touchdown there, a block punt. And you just know, you just know that that's not real. They had a 24-point lead in the first quarter, and they lost it before halftime. Like, grow up. Here's, here's the issue with everything, in my opinion. I think they should fire their coach. Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Like people, oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to piggyback off what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, handle it. Get your thoughts. People have been kind of down on Deshaun in a way, like almost saying, like, oh, maybe he's not that big-time quarterback. I feel like this dude's doing everything despite of his head coach. Definitely. You get the right head coach in there. This team is dangerous. Oh, my God. Yes. Like, they have, you know, they're also, they lost their starting running back before in the preseason. I drafted him in the, like, fourth round, Lamar Miller, our fantasy draft. Shout out not to him. <laughs> but, like, they've had injuries. They only, you know, they have Kendall Fuller. They have the wide receiver, uh, not Kendall Fuller, Will Fuller, the Will fourth. Will Fuller, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they have, you know. Desha- uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. They, they got talent. Defensively, they have a handful of dudes that are solid. And it's just Deshaun Watson has done some pretty cool things. Yeah obviously throughout the year and including last week i feel like they have won despite bill o'brien but you know what gms and owners are scared they're not going to fire bill o'brien and that's a huge credit to the titans they weren't scared of firing their coach they wanted to go get mike Vrabel, and they weren't scared of benching mariota they said f this dude yeah i'm gonna get Tannehill going yeah like the nfl is a balls league Oh, 100%. Like, like it who, really is. Who, and and who, life is, too. But, like, who, like, what team can you ever remember going out winning titles that were like, oh, played it safe? Played it safe. No, no every never. single season, the Saints in 09 doing that onside kick starting the second half. The, 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 the Broncos restarting. Peyton Manning got injured and didn't play, and they started Osweiler, a healthy Osweiler over Peyton Manning back in 2015 mm-hmm. for like four games, and Osweiler started sucking ass. Like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going back to Peyton yeah. Manning. Yeah, like there are so many like even Joe Flacco in 2016. You know what? I'm not going to sign this extension. I'm going to show you that I'm the shit. Yeah. The NFL is all about ball. It's yeah. all about I'm going to show you that I don't care about the fear of losing. I'm going to do what I can to win. Yeah. And that always pays off. Yeah. Even the Rams. I'm going to trade three first round picks to move up and get Jared Goff. And they made it to the fucking Super Bowl last year and they were a handful of plays away from winning it. You got to go all in. You have to go all in. You have to push. You have to take the risk. It's what you need to do. Yeah, going off of that game, here's what irritated me about Bill O'Brien. And and what I want to say about Deshaun Watson is, you know, we've talked about it enough on the podcast. We like Deshaun Watson. This dude makes magical plays with his arm. He runs the ball very well. And he can will you to win with great leadership skills. Uh, you know, his legs, a lot of different things, right? He just makes winning plays. We've seen that since he was in Clemson, you know, a real talent and just a winner. Like he has intangibles for days. What I don't like about him and what I don't like about Russell Wilson, the only things, they can hold on to the ball for too long for some reason, and they will take a sack. And it's like, bro, 
just get outside the pocket and toss the ball away if you have to. Like, they're just not there yet, and I think they'll get there. You know, Russell Wilson's old enough where he should be able to do that, but Deshaun's young, so he'll get there. That's that's what I have to say about Deshaun. What I have to say about Bill O'Brien is this. You're up 21-0. You're on the 25-yard line, 35-yard line, give or take. It's fourth and inches. You have the opportunity to step on the Chiefs' throat and say, fuck you. You Instead of QB sneaking it with a fucking 6'5", gargantuan of a human being in Deshaun Watson that's certainly going to get the QB sneak first down, you elect to kick a field goal. You go up 24 nothing. That was a mistake in my opinion. Maybe not. So you play it safe there. Then the Chiefs go down, they score a quick touchdown, it's 24-7. Okay, now the Texans are going, they're driving, they get a little bit, they get somewhere, maybe they're in the 40-yard line, give or take. It's fourth and six, I want to say, so they punt it on their own 40, not the, uh, not the Chiefs. For the fake? Yes, then they fake punt it, and they, they obviously don't get it. It's like now's clearly. the time you decide to it, do exactly. that? Exactly. Like, it's, it's like, what are we doing? Are we playing safe or are we playing bold? Like, that's ignorant shit right there. Bill O'Brien, you tossed the game away, dude. And, the, and they, asked, they asked Bill O'Brien, why didn't you go for it on fourth and inches? His response in the post-game conference was, we didn't have a play. We didn't have a play. Called a quarterback. Fall forward. My guy. You're, you are an NFL coach. There are 32 fucking people that are NFL coaches in the world out of billions of people. You didn't have a play? That's grounds for termination immediately. That shit is embarrassing to me. I mean, so, give me something. Hey, we're up. Tw- if you would have said we're up 21 nothing, you know, we were playing to save, kicking the field goal, I would have taken that better than we didn't have a fucking play. That's some dumb shit. Well, even think about the Ravens. The Ravens were down, and they were going for it on fourth and inches like twice, and the Titans ended up stopping them both times in the first half. Mm -hmm. Nobody questioned those calls, even after the fact. Yeah. Even that the game was over and they got smoked at the end. Yeah. Nobody was like, oh, you guys should have kicked a field goal. You guys should have punted. No, dude, we get it. Yeah. We get it 100%. You just messed it up. What yeah. do you mean you don't have a play? You don't have quarterback sneak in your play call sheet? <laughs> That's you crazy. don't have halfback dive on your play call sheet? Yeah. You don't have fullback dive on your play call sheet? Or just some fake power and roll it? There's like eight things you could have done that are on your regular ass play call sheet. You don't have a call for fourth and inches. You don't, you don't have a solid game plan. Like, right. What are we doing? Yeah, and, and you know, listen, as much shit as we're giving Bill O'Brien, look, at the same time, your D coordinator cannot hold steady and play safe zone coverage, whatever it may take, when you're up 24-0 too, and you, you hang a 51 ball, you get 51 hung on you, like that's pretty crazy in itself too. So a lot goes to that D coordinator. That guy should be fired too. Like that's just my opinion. This team's way too talented to be up 24-0 and lay an egg. Like that's bad. But I think that kind of reflects back on the decision to kick that field goal when you're up 21-0 in the first quarter. Absolutely. Like you have to look back and be like, okay, we had a blocked punt for a touchdown. We had a fumble. We had a lot of things go our way yes. to get that lead. Uh-huh. What we know is, is that Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs are going to score points eventually. This yeah. is the first quarter. We're not up. If it was a halfway through the fourth quarter and we were up 21-0 and we decided to kick that field goal in fourth and inches, I get it. It's different. Mm-hmm. But you know that you're going to have to continue to punch these dudes because... It's a lot like basketball. You know that there's going to be a run. Game of runs, dude. It's a game of runs. Like you know that they're Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. You know they're not just going to roll over. Yeah. Like you know there's going to be a run. Yeah. Might as well try to make it a 28 point cushion outside of a 24. Yeah. Things 
like we said earlier, you have to have balls to win in this league and not balls. You have to also be smart. Yeah. Like if you're going for it for fourth and 10 and you're on your own 30 yard line, that's stupid. It's kind of like when you're on your own 50 and there's a fourth and six and you do some really poorly executed special teams fake punt. It's the same concept. You have yeah. to be smart, but you also have to have balls. Yeah. And if you're neither, aka I don't have a fourth down call or aka I'm going to try this fake punt on the 50. Like there's a handful of different things that like you really purposely swung the momentum in their way because when you stop when they when you decided to kick a field goal on fourth and inches, they are like you're scared. They were relieved. They're like, oh, okay, oh my good. god. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Like I know that. Like I know when it's fourth and inches and I'm playing and the Chargers are playing some team and it's fourth and inches and they had the ball like the 25 yard line and they run out the field goal unit. I'm happy. Yeah, I'm like, of oh, course. Thank God, few. You know what I mean? And that's just that tells the chief. Like this is what freaking Andy Reid said after that. He's like, they're scared. Let's run it. You know, it's like, like they know what's about what I, to happen. That's what I would do. It's like they got lucky. They got three touchdowns. They're scared. Let's run it. Let's fucking go. You know, and like that shouldn't have happened. They should have taken the win. Like that's insane. They're way too talented, like we're saying. So, yeah. Speaking of way too talented, you want to talk about that LSU Clemson game that happened Monday night? I do want to talk about it, but all I saw was highlights and post game because I was at work. I know you watched the game. I saw y'all your tweets blowing up and things like that. But what happened, Travis? Break it down for us. What had happened was okay. LSU, okay. Their wide receivers, Jefferson and I think Simmons. I don't. I can't remember the second guy's name. Both of them are undergrads right now. They're not coming out of the draft. They have another at least another year to play. Yeah, those dudes are unreal talented. That's like OBJ. Jarvis Landry type talent Mm -hmm. and their defense fast that running back number 22 that dude just bounced off dudes every time you thought that guy was going to get a four-yard loss because they penetrated up the middle he found a way to make it a gain of one or gain of two yeah that team is abnormally talented they are extraordinarily talented and I don't want to take anything away from Joe Burrow because like as you saw from my tweets I love the dude yeah but I mean he's playing with an NFL team yeah they They have at least like eight first-round draft picks on that team I mean, and, their their O line. There was a picture that went viral on Twitter. I want to say of their O line. And did you guys see that picture? I don't know. It just showed all five of their starting O line with their shirts off, kind of flexing, like in the locker room. And I was trying to find the picture to show my dad, like two days ago. I couldn't find it, so it's gone all of a sudden. But these dudes look disgustingly large with abs, like monster arms. Look terrifying. And I told my dad prior to the game, he's like, who do you think is going to win? And I, without a fucking skip in my beat, I'm like, LSU, their O-line is disgusting. Like you said, receivers, they got two guys that would easily go top 10 receiver-wise if they could go right now. But like you said, they're undergrads. And then Joe Burrow, you know, not to take anything away from the Clemson QB. He's obviously sick. That was his first game he's ever lost as a true sophomore. Dude's a gangster, too. He's the future of the NFL as well. Um, but it was Joe Burrow's time. Dude's 22 years old, grown ass man out there, you know, older than freaking Lamar Jackson. 23. 23 years old, I think, recently, you know. December 11th, yeah. So, chiefing right. on the cigar, you know, doing it, old man shit. That was dope. I was like, man, that's so cool. I love Joe Burrow. I love him. I watched him in the club celebrating, you know, hitting his little fake gun, whatever. But I, that team is just good. Shout out to Ed Orgeron, too. USC could have had him, what could have been. You know, should have been the coach since 2013. What the fuck? But we don't know. It's all timing, right? Exactly. It's all timing. And if you think about it, like maybe the fact that he showed up with that USC interview and didn't get the job, that changed. Like we were talking about earlier, we were talking about the butterfly effect. 
yeah. how like one little thing might change everything that happens in your life after that one little thing that happened. And I think that the USC job interview, like maybe that was one of those things that helped him become the guy he is today, helped him become the coach he is today. Yeah. And that maybe he wouldn't have had the success that he had at USC because it seems like no matter who we roll out for head coach or athletic director, they seem to have a hell of a lot of problems. And LSU has been a powerhouse for a minute and they just got a quarterback. Some people need to take a few L's before they can really be a champion, you know? It it provides a chip on their shoulder. So, like, I know uh, John Ireland, who is the uh, the Lakers play-by-play. play-by-play guy, and he travels with the Lakers all the time, also kind of knows a little bit about USC, things like that. He was discussing, you know, they were talking about when Steve Sarkeesian, who became the USC head coach over Edo in 20, 2013 for USC, uh, he was doing his interview, Ed O was, and another dude. Chris I Peterson, the Washington head coach. Did you hear this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Well, I'll break it down again. Do it, do it, do it. It was for Fern and the, the listeners. You know, they all came in, they did, their, they did their interview, and Steve Sark and Chris Peterson, they were like, they were ready. They had their clipboards. They're like, this is what the team's going to be. Had shit drawn down on a whiteboard. They had a full PowerPoint presentation. They just all had that. Just they had it. The they, blew, they blew the USC socks off. And Edo rolls up and he's just talking his shit, you know, Midwest. He's got a, he's got a little notebook. He's like, everything on the line. I gonna leave everything on the line. You know, Alabama, like fuck you, roll tide, what? <laughs> you know, all that. So, you know, USC's like, we're not buying that, man. Like, you know, you got to come to the country clubs. You got to do that kind of shit. And uh, Edo needed to take an L to become a, a true victor. So shout out to him. I know he wants the USC job. He probably does, maybe not anymore. Obviously doing well for LSU. So good for Edo again, man. Yeah, it's he deserved it. Joe Burrow, you know, a story of adversity. He deserved it. Sorry, dude. You got to go to the Cincinnati Bengals, number one overall. That's going to be a rough one, huh? I know, right, kiddo? No one wants to see that. So let's get into our picks. You want to get into our picks? Let's, let's do that right quick to wrap up the old NFL topic. All right, sounds good. Uh, first game, we got the Titans at the Chiefs. Chiefs, Travis spelled Chiefs wrong, obviously. Chiefs are favored by seven and a half. Of course, they're at home, so truly favored by four and a half. Travis, start it out because I haven't decided yet. All right, seven and a half point spread. I think it's going to reflect a lot how it did last week. I think I remember if you guys say, or if you guys remember me saying, if the Chief, if the Titans can get a solid, I don't know, touchdown, ten point lead, the Ravens might be in a little bit of trouble, and that's Jeez. what happens. No, I'm talking about last week. Uh, the Titans got that quick lead. They got that turnover. And you know what? The Ravens couldn't respond. Shout out to all those crusty old white dudes that said, Ooh, what was Lamar Jackson going to do if he's down by 17? Well, he was down by more than 17 and he couldn't seem to figure it out. So they might've had a point. All that being said, I, God, this is a tough one for me too. It's a seven and a half point spread. I have a picket against the Titans the past two weeks. I think it's time that I grow up and just pick the damn Titans to win this game. I definitely, seven and a half point spread. I think it'll be closer than that. I think Titans, again, will get out to a quick lead. And I think the Chiefs will be playing catch up. And they're going to have Patrick Mahomes being held off the field for a long periods of time with Derrick Henry pounding that rock. So I'm going to take the Titans. I'm taking the Titans, Aaron. Damn. I'm taking the Titans. Aaron also picked the Titans for obvious reasons. Obvious reasons, I don't know. He didn't tell me. His heart. Uh, God. I've been down and out on the Titans two times in a row. I ain't going to repeat. I feel like fucking 
in Cool Runnings when they were doubting uh, Jamaica, and then they they wore the shirts the next day. Is that if everyone's seen that? Have you guys seen that? No. Burn, have you? What? No, you haven't seen Cool Runnings. I haven't seen Cool Runnings. Are you, dude? Hell? It's on Disney Plus. I haven't seen it, dude. I've seen Bro, it like, it's about the first Jamaican bobsled team of all time. It's a true story. That's supposed to make me feel hyped. You've never Jamaican seen bobsled it. team. Hey, like tonight. <laughs> That's crazy. Like tonight, you should probably watch. No, that. I'm gonna go to bed. I gotta be up at five. Oh, okay. They played that at least like five times during rainy days at my middle school. Oh, really? A hundred times. I've Some people it. know they want to see. It's such a good movie, though. I've seen it on TV. Jamaica, like, we got a okay, bobsled okay. team. Before the Sunday one comes around, I'll watch it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, so weird. we're all picking the Titans, right? I'm picking the Titans, baby. That's a lot of points. I Yeah. I feel like they've been playing Smash Mouth Go football, ahead, you know what I'm saying? The like, Titans? Yeah, like... Who do you got, Fern? Got the Titans, oh, too. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to write your number down. They, Damn, they Run man. the ball, opens up play action and all that other shit. You know what I mean? You got a nice defense. like Exactly, and we still haven't seen what Tanny can really do, even though he threw three touchdowns last week. He's thrown for a total of 150 yards in the last two games, which is asinine. That's insane. So... Even if D. Henry ain't really all there, which he will be because he's fucking been running over everybody, and the Chiefs' defense ain't exactly as good as the last two teams they face on defense by any means, you got Taney that can back you up, and he's nice too. So good like, luck. It's a clean uh, sweep between so, all yeah, four of us. Yeah, sorry, Aaron. Looks like the Titans are going to lose. We all picked them. Uh, for real. <laughs> yeah. No, but I feel like Derrick Henry's that guy in like high school or Pop Warner or whatever that you're like, fuck, we got to tackle this guy. Oh, like, yeah. God damn it. Like, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, he's God, what a pill. That dude's a left tackle playing off playing running back. No one wants to see that shit come through the hole at full nah, speed. Not at all. All right, next game, next game. We got the old Green Bay Packers coming to the bay to face the San Francisco 49ers. Same spread. Niners are up seven and a half. I'm going first on this one because I'm very sure about this. I think the Niners not only cover but win. Yeah, I, that defense is way too tough for that O line. They're a little, like I love A Rod; he's cool and all, but like that offensive line is going to get pushed around all game, and Aaron's going to be very distraught. Plus, Lafleur, his first year as a head coach, go playing that against that defense. Sorry, kiddo, but I'm taking the Niners. I agree 100 percent wholeheartedly. Uh, the Niners will win because I I go back to the game the Chargers played the Packers right. You know, our defense just manhandled him. He could never get going fully. Uh, maybe A-Rod didn't give a shit about that regular season game. Who knows? But the Niners are too much for A-Rod and their O-line overall. They don't have the most talented receivers, in my opinion. He can't do it all on his own. The Niners are just top to bottom, way too talented. They're, they're backups, like you said, so I picked them. Aaron picks the Packers. He didn't tell us why. It's because he loves Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he loves Aaron Aaron Rodgers. It's names Aaron, too, so it makes sense. I'm sure that's why he picked them. What you got? Quick question. When they played the Chargers, did they have all their backs, like, healthy and everyone? They had everyone. Yeah, Aaron Jones. Just random. Random. That's insane. I don't know. I think the Niners are the real deal. Um, Fuck. That's tough. But... Seven and a half points. I want to say that it'll be a closer game, but yeah, that's a I, whole I think, touchdown. You don't think A. Rod can like kind of squeak in there at the end? No, at least? I, I'm gonna take the Packers just because the spread. Oh, nice. I Some think parody. I think because what I don't know. Most of the Chiefs games haven't been like all that like blowouts, right? Well, they beat the, they beat the Texans, Texans by like twenty one. Who are the Texans? 
I don't know. Uh, it's tough. I, I mean, they know. smoke the flame ass chargers. Like, I you don't know. know. I mean? like, like, the Chiefs definitely have the potential to blow guys out. I mean, keep in mind the Chiefs had a nine and a half point spread, and we're like, that's wild for the playoffs. Yeah. And they fucking blew that shit wide open. Sorry for the cursing again. Darn it. Sorry, Rhonda. Rhonda, sorry, Rhonda. Sorry, Ma. Sorry, stepmom, dad. Quick apologies. Shout them out. Yep, always. All right, Ferns, you taking the uh, yeah, they, packs? They, they got me $20 last week. Amy, so. <laughs> oh, gonna ride that train. <laughs> Speaking of twenty dollars, the Astros got more than twenty dollars for winning that World Series by cheating. Cheaters! Oh, what a smooth transition! We're, just, yeah, we're on it with our transitions okay, right yeah, now. Yeah, it's not twenty dollars; it's five million dollars. But I guess we're pretty close, right? Five mil? It's only that they got. Yeah, I mean that's the max you can you can find a team according oh, to the collective fine. bargaining agreement. Oh, okay. I thought we meant for winning the World Series. Probably no, 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 no. They made like sixty million dollars off that. Okay. Find five. So I think it's a fair trade off. Anyways. Oh, very fair. Okay. So the Houston Astros, for those of you who don't know, they got accused of cheating earlier in the year, or excuse me, late last year, I guess you could say in 2019. They got accused of sign stealing through digital, digital recordings and stuff like that. So what they would do is they would have a camera facing the, sig- the signs out in the outfield at home. They would find out and break the code because they had digital recordings of what the signs were. And it would take a couple innings. To it would take an code. inning or two. Yeah, definitely. And what they would do is they would send a message to the dugout and they'd have some friggin' uh, bat boy out in the dugout banging on a trash can. Not only the bat boy, everybody. They were no, no, banging no, but, shit. But they would, but what they would do is they would bang the trash can if it was a breaking ball. And if there was no banging on the trash can, it was a fastball. Yeah. So essentially, they knew exactly what pitch was coming. Yeah. And they get caught. A guy he, ratted him out. One of their pitchers, Snitches. one of the pitchers for the Astros said, like after he, I think he retired or he went to another I team. I think he went to a different team, yeah. He essentially was like, listen, he's like, there are people working their ass off their entire year to get to that, to the major leagues, and they're getting shafted because the Astros are hitting off them and it's fucking their opportunity up. I'm going to speak up is really why he said something, you know, and it opened this whole can of worms, big investigation. Now they found solid proof. Obviously, emails between you know the GM, whatever. Hey, set up this in the home field. Like they had emails, everything. It was just caught red-handed. That's, That's what crazy. Happened. That's crazy, right? And I know we talked about this a week ago, or maybe two weeks ago. Was it last podcast? I don't remember about this. About this, yeah. This we, was like three, four ago. Three, four ago. When it first came up before the fines hit. It, you know, here's the thing. Like Aaron's played a little baseball in high school. I played baseball in high school as well. And, you know, we weren't fucking amazing by any means, but we, we faced some guys that played in AAA, a couple guys in the majors. There's a dude that his name's Tony Walters. He plays for Colorado right now. Colorado right now. Jeez, that was bad. He starts for them as a second baseman, I want to say. We faced him. So we faced some pros. But with that being said, we were talking about if steroids is worse cheating than than this, right? We compared it a lot, so a lot to Spygate. You remember that? Yes, we compared it to that as well. It's like, what I said was this, and I want to recap on this because it's very important. You could load me up with all the steroids you want, but guess what? I'm not hitting a nasty-ass curveball if I don't know it's coming or a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. Like, If I don't know how to decipher, I can't pick that up quick enough, then I'm fucked. But if I know what pitch it is, whether it's 99 miles an hour for myself, a marginal athlete, I promise you I could hit that very well. So this right here is the top of the line most cheating of all time. Like, this is bad stuff right here, in my opinion. Travis, your thoughts, or Fern, whoever. I, I, I'm going to go right quick. I remember when we had this conversation several weeks ago, I kind of brought up the Patriots and saying that I don't necessarily blame them for cheating. I didn't really get on them because I was like, you know what? 
about dude, the Bengals thing or yeah, about the Bengals thing. Just I, I've always been the component of like, you know what? I get it. You're trying to win. This is a big time business. You got to do everything you can. There's so many different people that are out there trying to cheat, trying to get an edge. And I'm going to hold true to that. I don't blame the Astros. They're trying to find a way. And then it also reflects with Alex Cora going to Boston. Uh-huh. Like they say, and they ended up winning the next year. Do you think that's a correlation? Because I don't. I think Alex Cora definitely brought that. And I think that definitely contributed to them being successful and winning the series in 2018. Or it's 2017. No, 2017 Stros, 2018 Sox. 2019. No, the 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 Capitals won 2018. 2019's Capitals. Yeah, okay. Not Capitals. The Washington Nationals. Capitals. National. National. Sorry, I was thinking about the hockey team. Yeah. But uh, all being the same, I get it. Fine them, suspend them, kick like put an asterisk by their name. But every team's cheese. Do you vacate it or no? No, you can't. You can't vacate it because once you get in that vacating business, that's a hard tunnel to go down. Like it, it, like what, like if you vacate those things, and I remember Mason Ireland had a guy on. If you vacate guys are cheating, getting that World Series, do you vacate Barry Bonds' record for most home runs all time or in a single season and all time? Like once once you start doing that, it's a really shifty rabbit hole. What you do is you stick an asterisk by their name. They got caught because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, baseball was around for like what 130 years. I guarantee you, out of those 130 champions a solid 50 of them cheated their way to that title. They just got caught. And honestly, it sucks, especially as a Dodger fan hearing this. I don't, I get it. I get you got to do what you want. And they're all just manipulating, finding ways to do it. Everyone's trying to find an edge. I know it sucks. I don't think you can vacate it. You do what you can. You take away their picks. You suspend their coach and GM. You, you, you put an asterisk by their title. I don't care. Dude, but you it, can't take it away. It causes a lot of effects overall, though. I mean, like, think about it. You Darvish laid a laid an egg in Game Three, which was at Houston, right? And and so did Clayton. And, and so did Clayton at Houston. Game four, yeah. Game four was that? Oh, that much. Yeah, yeah, you're right. One, two was at L.A., and then three, four was two, three, and, two. And Clayton looked like shit too. And guess what? In my opinion, they would have re-signed you Darvish for a hefty ass contract. But instead, he took a little lesser at Chicago. Granted, it was a pretty good contract, but you cost, dude, millions, not millions, tens of 20s of millions over the life of a of five-year contract, potentially. And that sucks, you know? What about Game 7? That was in L.A. Like, he shit the bed there, too. You can say that was a ripple effect from his performance in Game 3, which I get. Yeah, but, but it's also like... Dude, but who it's, knows? Like, who no. knows if they didn't have somebody in center field that was just taping it somehow? You okay, know? yeah, you're you're obviously right. We don't know what would have happened, but also we don't know what would have happened. You know what I mean? Like, we they, who knows? Maybe the Houston still wins that seven game series, the <laughs> butterfly effect. They probably don't because you have to take into account that you Darvish shit the bed, Clay Curtin trust shit the bed, game three and four in Houston. I remember game six was like fourteen to thirteen. And if, if the Dodgers would have won that game, they would have won the whole thing. It was at Houston. And essentially, I can't remember what happened. It was like the L.A. gave up like maybe five runs, give or take. And then L.A. scored like seven or ten. Like they had like a three, four run cushion. And then Clayton shit the bet again. And they lost like 14, 13. And everyone's like, what the hell, dude? Like. We gave you all these runs and you couldn't get it done. And that shafted them. They would have won in six, bro. They okay, would have won in six. Okay, so the Dodgers have won the division seven straight years, right? Yeah. Outside of this last year, they went to the final or the World Series two years in a row, right? 
Yeah. Do you think that in their entire organization they don't have any cheating? Like, do you think that there's not guys doing stuff? Like, you can't definitively say no. Oh, yeah. No, definitely not. And that's my point. I'm sure they're doing some shit that they just haven't been caught for. Sorry that the Houston Astros cheated better than you. Yeah. Like, this is, this is, like, this is what it is. Like, business guys who make millions and millions and billions and billions of dollars, I'm sure broke a rule here or there, too. A rule or two here or there is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Yeah. What I'm saying is, like, you got to find a way to win. And you know what? They got caught. They had a dude that snitched. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't blame him because he has a point that's saying, like, these dudes do work their butts off to get to where they are, and then they just lose to a couple of cheaters. I honestly, I firmly believe that every professional sports team is doing everything they can to find an edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not... I don't disagree with that. I don't blame the Astros, but I blame the Astros. Like, you're going to stick an asterisk by this. None of those dudes, Jose Altuve or... An asterisk. An asterisk. The asterisks. <laughs> the Houston asterisks. Nice. But um, they blew it because they, they got caught. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're going to take that out, and I'm sure whoever wins the World Series next year is going to end up finding a way to cheat and get that. They blew it. They're going to have an asterisk by their name. Jose Altuve can't flaunt his jewelry anywhere because people are going to be like, you scumbag, you cheated to get that shit. What are you, what are you bloating about that for? Fern, what do you think about all this? Yeah. Do you, do you, I definitely think it's cheating, but I kind of have to side with Travis just because, like, I, like what, to what extent is what's wrong and what's right, you know what I mean? And, like, also, like, I don't know. The reason I do think it is cheating, though, is, like, I mean, I play I play this video game, uh, <laughs> Super Mega Baseball. Oh yeah. shit, that shit's fun as hell. Anyways, um, if you know where the pitch is coming and all you got to do is time it, you're smacking that shit. Oh yeah. See, if it, all you got to worry about is timing the pitch. You're smashing it. Yes. Because there's a huge difference between the Reggie Bush scandal. Yeah, it's so annoying. Where Reggie Bush got a house for his parents, you know, and therefore they got their title stripped and Heisman stripped and all this bullshit, as opposed to like. Vacated. game cheating like actual strategic cheating because reggie bush whether he got that house or not probably going to usc they were yeah. a powerhouse he went to helix high school i mean he's going to usc yeah there really was no advantage whereas the houston Astros direct in-game cheated it's like steroids that is a direct in-game cheating scandal i feel like i can't be mad at them though just See, that's because, what i'm saying like, like i like, get it <laughs> Everyone's trying to win, and for them to go to that extent to like figure out the play, the what pitch is coming next, and like having a whole system to fucking, you know I mean, that's like having El Chapo come out of six prisons. Like, you know I mean, like y'all got that shit down. Like, <laughs> like he figured it out. Like, you, yeah. he's doing something wrong. <laughs> or right, I guess. <laughs> but but how do you make it never happen again? You though? don't. You can't. That's no? the tough part. You know what I mean? It's like they get they got caught, and yeah, that's shitty. But it's like. No matter what, dude, like, there's so much wrong shit that happens in the world. Like, supposedly, it's completely off tangent. Like, no, run it. Fucking, like, Las Vegas came up off of, like, mafia money and stuff, you know? It's like, dude, the whole world has kind of been made up of, like, stuff that's not, like, legit. The United way. States separating themselves from England back in 1776. <laughs> like, that was against the rules. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, there's, there, there's a huge breadcrumb trail of every big business, every big successful anything no 100 started with some rule breaking. you gotta you got yeah you have to you know i mean you you gotta be above the law maybe sometimes. they should just make it okay like everyone, <laughs> everyone who can, can cheat the best <laughs> not not like that but like maybe that specifically like if y'all can go to that extent to figure out what pitch is coming next like goddamn like you know good for I mean? you like for real like like goddamn like y'all are doing the extra extra like i don't know 
No, definitely. I mean, I, I what I think is this. Like, one of their fucking... Gosh darn it. Sorry, sorry Ron. Oh, sorry, mom. Sorry, stepmom. Sorry, dad. What if everyone dad. could do that and everyone just had that extra home field advantage like that? You know nah, I mean? dude. That's just a hindrance on the pitching. And like, that's it's true. cool to see someone pitch that's a true. shutout or like a no-hitter, you know? Like, it is, dude, dope. good pitching is amazing. Like, and that is what playoffs is known for. That I remember thinking in that series, I'm like, why is it 14 to 13 in game six? I ain't never seen something like this. So, like, it makes sense to me now. But what I think is this, you know, you have all these uh, analytical minds and brain trusts of a baseball team. Like, that, that's what baseball is now, is just analytics, numbers, things like that. And lead scout goes, listen, I, you know, you know I'm going with this. Like, I think that I have a way to allow us to see a pitch. Essentially, right? Yeah. Do you want to run it or oh, what? Hell yeah. yeah what is, I was like, going to yeah. say, like, like some little analytics nah, nerd walks up to you and says, Hey, would it be easier if you knew what pitch <laughs> yeah. was coming? And then Alex Cora's like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> okay. like a plan, Stan. He's like, Okay, well, our, our, our chances of winning increase by 165 million percent. Run if you find out what pitch we have, it's like, You know what? I'm going to try to find out what pitch we have. Full send. Exactly. And plus, on top of that, do you think Alex Cora just showed up and be like, guys, I have this brown groundbreaking thing. We're going to find out what pitch they're throwing. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. that came from somewhere. Yeah. It came from, he learned that somewhere. Yeah. Who, from a guy who learned that shit somewhere and who learned it from a guy somewhere who picked apart different teams that do that shit five different places else. The who guy are also who, winning. Who are also <laughs> winning. The guy who did that or who brought that up is still out there. Living his best life, responsible for a World Series, making good money, bro. Oh, like, he, yeah, he doesn't have that just by his World Series. The title. actual culprit is like, I'm chilling he right bet now. The That's house and funny. everything else on that fucking yeah, series. He rose and those motherfuckers. Gotta risk it to get the biscuit. Y'all talk me back into saying, fucking let's <laughs> go. There we go. Oh, we got, we shout out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what it do, baby? Speaking of what it do, fuck the Clippers. Oh, and, and fuck and the Lakers for losing to the Magic. Damn it. God, take my heart, but not my soul. You lose to the damn Orlando Magic. That was a rough one. Sammy, I don't want to hear it. I know you're not listening, but you better be. Well, if I, I said this before, I'll say it again, and I'll say it forever. I don't know where I'm going with just, that. Okay, just being lame, and I'll just say it. Jeez, leave me alone. You know, I'm cool with the Lakers losing to a team that's under 500. Obviously, their heads weren't in it. They were partying too hard in L.A. like they like to do every once in a while, thinking this is going to be a steamroll. No big deal. And it almost was. You know, they took a, a quick L in the, in the first half. They were down 21 points, like Travis said, and they, they brought it down to within one slash up a couple, they too. Up they were up five. like six, five or six at the back end of the quarter, and I'm, I was extremely confident. You know, they, they found a way to take the loss. Credit to Markel Fultz, who looked amazing, by the way. Had a triple-double with 21 points. Shot an efficient 11 for 21 or 22. It was at least 50%, which is amazing. I think he's going to be a real talent. But they caught us sleeping, you know. I like I was telling Travis earlier before we were on air. I would be more upset if you know our mind was completely right and we had our we we were ready and it was the Bucks or the Clippers and we took the L still, which we've done this year. So I'm not really too upset about it, but it's annoying because we had to do a podcast and we were pissed about it right after. So we Thought, suck again. Yeah. We suck again for real though. Nah, I mean you're right. Like. You lose to a shitty team once in a while. We can't go undefeated against teams under 500 all year. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to happen. And like you said, like, I can't blame the refs on this one. I'm not going to blame Frank Vogel didn't do anything wrong. Like, we just lost. Like, yeah. the Magic were just better tonight. Like, Markel hit shots. They hit a bunch of threes. 
we even came back from a 21 point deficit. We were down 21 and then Fernie and Daniel went to go get Jack in the box. And by the time they got back, we were winning by one. That was crazy. Like, that's crazy. Like they, they obviously have it in them, but like, again, the magic hit the right shots. Aaron Gordon had some cool dunks, which all he ever does is have cool dunks. Nothing really else. That that one dunk where he like kind of sideswiped it, that was sweet. No, he had some sick, sick dunks. In. JaVale gave him the half-ass push, and he yes. just... He, that dude levitates. He's he's athletic. All right, go ahead, Trev. No, no. Like, I just... We lost. You know who didn't perform well? Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Eesh. Kuzma does this thing where he have two games on, you know, a couple off, and we're on that couple off streak, and, you know... The rumors of him being traded will come up, and then they're like, oh, no, he had a good game. We should keep him. Now the rumors of him being traded will come back around. It's just such a circle with that dude, and I don't know. What, what do you, Fernie, you, you chime in on this. What, what do you think? Do you think that the Lakers should hold on to that dude? Like, are we still, because he's 25 years old. He's not like 19. Bro, he's got the shady look going on. Send oh, yeah. out of here. That blonde hair. <laughs> back Amber- to reality. Oh, there goes no, gravity. Amber- <laughs> he's Amber Rose looking ass. Oh, wow. <laughs> Like I mean, do you do you, do you want to hold on to him? Like, what's up? Like, you want me to go, Fran? Handle it. All right. I know that's not good for radio at a breath and a, a long silence, but I don't. I don't want to hold on to him because I don't know what he does exceptional, except for he has really good floaters. He has really good floaters, that's but it. a lot of times in the clutch, those don't even go go his way. You know what I'm seeing is. A really good team that he cannot seem to find his role on, cannot seem to become the third player. He can be a number one or two player on a marginal or less than marginal team, in my opinion. He can be an okay player, maybe catch an all-star game or two, best case scenario. You know, but I don't think that's a I don't think that equivalates God, that's not He's a, a word. 78 on 2K. That's all I'm saying. He was an 84 and he, <laughs> he dropped was an 84 <laughs> before the season started. Exactly. He dropped six points, motherfucker. Like, damn. I don't think that equates to a third best player on a championship team. He seems to not be able to rise under pressure. Yes, he had one or two good games against, you know, shitty teams overall with LeBron and Dallas AD and, being out. Dallas and OKC aren't shitty. I know. They're not shitty, but whatever. We were up by a handful and he just... He, I don't know. It didn't seem like it, there was any pressure there, but like this game, we needed to call his number and have him step up with AD out, and he wasn't able to pull the trigger. Last game, too, you know, he had 11 points on a very inefficient like shooting. Bad shooting yeah. Very bad shooting. The ball gets sticky in his hand, you know. Uh, like I said, I don't know what he does great except for the floater, which doesn't fall when we need it to fall at the same time. If LeBron kicks out a three to you, then right. you must hit the three. You have to. Case, you know you who's have been to. KCP's been hitting it. Exceptional. Danny Green had a little bit of a slump, but he's back to hit. He's it. Okay. Avery Bradley's been hit. It. Jared Dudley. Troy hits Daniels. It. Troy Daniels. Been our dude. Quinn Cook. It. You know look who good. don't hit it. Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. So that's that's hurtful. Like he may be a good player, but he may not be a good fit with LeBron right now. I remember last year when dude was hitting the back cut baseline. You know, doing a lot of that kind of stuff. Like we said in the fast break, getting his little floaters in the transition, hitting the threes, hitting the timely threes. This year, I don't know what's up. Like, he doesn't have it. Two years ago, I think was his best year. Last year, I think he digressed. And this year, even more so. Like, I remember everyone's like, oh, he played really good with LeBron. He played okay with LeBron. But to, uh, the year prior to that was his best year, which was his rookie year, by the way. Just, what are your thoughts on that? This is what I'm going to say. I think that. I don't necessarily know if that was his best year. I just two think years the, ago. I think the expectations were the lowest two years ago. 
I feel you. Two okay. years ago, he was a 27th overall pick. Didn't even play the first like 20 games because he was a rookie that was a 27th overall pick. You know what I mean? And then he started scoring. Be like, oh, this dude's putting up a solid like 11, 12. Like I saw. And then you go know, the season one. Oh wow, this dude put up 18. Oh, 20. I feel you. You know what I mean? The expectations yeah. were low. And then last year we started viewing him as in the redraft. People were doing redrafts and all the stuff of that draft. People were putting like him right next to Jason Tatum. Like, oh, Jason Tatum would have went one, you know, you know, and Kuzma would have went two, or Devonovan Mitchell would have went two, and Kuzma would have went three. Like, our expectations completely shifted. Yeah. And he averaged 17.1 points per game last year, super solid. But so did he, Brandon, right? Yeah, Brandon, the exact same. But he also only shot 30% from three. Mm-hmm. And then this year, he was supposed to be the third best guy on a championship team. The expectations continued to grow. And I think he is put in a role where he can't succeed because he's not the third best player on a title team. Yeah. You know, he is the best player who's going to put up 20 points per game on a team that's in the lottery for five years. I mean, you look at the third best player on the Cavs when LeBron was doing it there and won. Kevin Love. Love. Uh, yeah. When he was on the T-Wolves, this guy was putting up stupid you 35 know. points fucking... He, 22 he, he, he rebounds. He led the league in rebounds. He was like 25 and 15 one year. Like, this guy was putting up gaudy numbers. So to go take a third back seat, like that's tremendous, you know? Then you got Chris Bosch on the Heat. Same thing. Best player on the Raptors. Playoff team, too. Not on, even. A, on a playoff team. Best team on a playoff team, that, which is, you can't say that about K-Love on the T-Wolves. You know, this guy was very nice. He found his role. Kuzma, what? The first, arguably second best player on a team on a that was win team. Like, come on, yeah. Like, what are we talking about? That's it's not. It's above him right now, and it may be above him forever because clearly, twenty five years old, not exactly a newcomer in That's this league. That's exactly by what any I was means. about to say. If this dude was nineteen years old, he'd oh, be yeah. worth waiting on. Yes, he's twenty five. He's not Brandon Ingram's twenty two right now, dude. He's putting up twenty five points per game. Brandon Ingram would have been the guy to keep, but, but obviously we for contract reasons, we all know. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, all right, Kuz, like Bradley Beal's twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> Avery or uh, Anthony Davis is twenty six. Kyle Kuzma's twenty five. Yeah. This is what he is. Long story short, we got to trade Kuzma. You know, if we could have traded him after that back to back twenty five point thirty six point so whatever high. it was. Sold him high. That would have been cool. You know, who knows? Like we said, Boban, Bog, fucking Bog, Schmag, Boggy. They call him, they call him Boggy. Yeah. I still think that that would still be the move. Boggy's trading him for Boggy. Can we go straight up or is this contract too high? No, they're both on the rookie deal. Oh, money. Then, yeah, bet. Let's get a sharpshooter in here to, for, to help LeBron out. Who cares? The defense is a wash. Kuzma ain't exactly freaking Mr. Defender Schmender over here. He so no reincarnation what? of Dennis Rodman. No, none of that. So that's a fine trade for me. Best case scenario, like we said last week, you pick up Darren Collison, you get rid of Rondo. I would love that personally. Maybe y'all wouldn't. And then you swoop up freaking Iggy too. That's best, best, best case scenario. That's just being a Laker freaking lover. But and like, worst case I scenario, we roll this 33 and 18 into playoffs. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're sitting okay. We're sitting okay, but we're nitpicking because that's what we do. Uh, what do we need? That's what you have as an. As yeah, a you read my board. I wrote on the board. <laughs> yeah, what do we need? I wrote. I read it, dude. That was a good reading. We need a guy that, in my opinion, we need a guy that can create offense when LeBron's not on the floor. Okay, who's because that? Because when LeBron James is on the floor, LeBron had 19 assists tonight. LeBron is jogging. This is the regular season to him. I mean, he's had some kind of sloppy turnovers, and I think that's just because of his lackadaisical approach to these games. Yeah. 
And I think once playoffs come around, he'll lock in. He'll do LeBron James because everybody knows LeBron James has had one bad series in the history of his career in the playoffs, and that was against Dallas in the finals in 2011. Mm. If you really think about it, he's had one bad series. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really have to think about it. That's what it is. Exactly. So he'll be fine in the playoffs. Anthony Davis is going to be fine. He'll be playing 40 minutes a game. Hopefully he's healthy. That's a big thing for us is health. But I think a big contribution to that health factor is finding somebody that can help take the load off LeBron. I don't think it's Rondo. Rondo had one good game the past two months, and everybody's like, oh, see what Rondo can do, see what Rondo can do. I don't want to see what Rondo can do one game. This is Kyle Kuzma 2.0. This is a dude that's going to have one good game because he got up for Chris Paul. We can't have that. What we need is a guy to take the load off LeBron who can hit threes, and he goes by the name of Darren Collinson. You need to call up that little dude and be like, listen, UCLA, you're here in L.A., Come play for the Lakers. We got minutes for you. Ronald's going to grab some bench. We need what you provide. We need a guy who can run the pick and roll and shoot threes. And that's what he does. He can kick out. He can do everything that we need. That is what we need. And obviously a solid defender like Iggy would be great on the wing. But those so two Darren things have been... Carlson over Iggy, though, essentially? Or what? what do you think about that? If we have both of them available. If we said, all right, we get one of them in a whatever, a vacuum. Yeah. I think we need Darren Collison more than we need Iggy because Iggy is not a really great three-point shooter. Yeah. And he's a super great defender and he can, you know, handle the ball and create plays and stuff. But well, we got plenty of those. We got, we got that. Like, hell, like what we did against the Clippers, I think it was on Christmas Day, we had Anthony Davis guard Kawhi, which is perfect. And you know what? Kawhi kind of shut off in the fourth quarter. He kind of had his way because they, would, they were smart and they knew that we were going to switch and they'd switch off AD and, you know, do their thing, blah, blah, blah. We need a guy... That can create. I'm not worried about our defense. Nobody wants to go down low with JaVale and AD and Dwight Howard, who's been exceptional since we got him. I think we primarily need that creator. I think we need Darren Collinson. What is, what do you, and then throwing bogey? Perfect. I'm yeah. so hyped. I don't know. I mean, I think like either way, we're in good shape. You know, <laughs> like I said, worst I case think scenario, either way we're, we're I think either way we're in really, really great shape. You know, I think we, we could roll this team out. It's in any given. It's like we could we could beat the Clippers in seven. We could beat the Bucks in seven, or less than for the Bucks in the Bucks case. It's it's hard to say. Like, will it really help? The chemistry seems to be there overall. I hear you. Like you might as well pick up Collison and dump out somebody. Like in reality, like you know, like, Ron- like Troy Daniels and Quinn Cook are the same to you, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I mean, I would. I like Quinn Cook. I feel like he can do more than Troy. Yeah, as far as creating his own shots, exactly. certainly. Troy He's Daniels a, is a knockdown shooter. If we could drop can't him, play defense. If we can kick him down to the NBA, you know, G League or whatever. No, we'd have to just cut him. We would. Yeah. Okay. Or actually, I think we still have a roster spot open. And we Julie? have the Boogie Cousins exception because of his injury. Yeah. So there's our two spots. Here's, let, here's, here's what I want you to think about, and you let me know what you think. You know, clearly LeBron gets way up for the playoffs and is just a different monster, right? Like, dude's going to be dropping 42, 15 assists and a handful of boards on top of that, potentially 10. Like, he's going to be a better player. Like, he will. But Rondo also, last time we saw him two years ago for the Pellies, you know, he was astonishing in the playoffs. Can he get up for the playoffs? Is he just bored right now playing those back-end minutes? Will he get up? Like, do we need Collie, or is Rondo going to be nice in the playoffs? That's something I ponder and think about, too. What are your thoughts on that? 
That honestly crossed my mind earlier in the podcast when we brought this up initially. I think Rondo definitely will get up. Could. Could. I, we, this is the difference. Barring I, the injuries. I, I know LeBron will. Yeah. I'm yeah, hoping yeah. Rondo will. I feel you. And, and I'm not in for But what about Collie, right though? I think if Collinson, what Collinson can provide, whether it be the regular season or the playoffs, I know what he is. That is, that is, his floor is a lot higher than Rondo's. Oh his my ceiling, God. Floor, but his yeah. ceiling is that much lower than Rondo's? I don't think so. I think they're pretty even. I, like the ceiling, I think is the same. Because Collinson's going to hit more threes than Rondo. Collinson's going to not sit there and yo yo the ball at the top of the three till there's eight seconds left on the shot clock. Who's more versatile? You know what I mean? Like, oh, obviously, yeah. yeah. Like, I've never been a Rondo fan. Like, oh he can God. only pass. Like, that fool. And, it, like, I don't know. One thing that's always bothered me about him is, like, I feel like he's just accepted that he can't shoot. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that's just it. It's just bottom line. And it's like, dude, like. You could work on your Yeah. Gym. It's like, dude, how are you just going to accept that? Like, yeah. it's like, nah, I just can't shoot. Like, what? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, that's it's like because like, he, he rolled out the first couple months where he's shooting like 50% from three. He looked all sick. And then he regressed to what he is. He, he's just not a shooter. And he's not a free throw shooter. He's not a defender. So what can he do? He can only do one thing. He can pass. And you know what? It's not even like the NBA today. In the NBA today, you pick and roll. You run the pick and roll and you pass out of that. Rondo, that's not his strength. His strength is penetration, kicks, penetration, hit the cutter. All those different things. That's not the NBA. But if you and know if you're what he can do, obviously you're gonna be like, okay, like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's obvious. And it's not like Chris Paul, like off the pick and roll, he could do like a pick and roll mid range jumper, oh, and you're great. like, and that's all day, every single day, which makes the cutter way more effective because you're trying to go double Chris Paul for hitting the J. Like Rondo, stiff ass, big shoulders, like he ain't hitting that mid range. Dude does not look pretty no. doing that. And I'm not counting on it. I would sag off tremendously and double cover the center, you know, that's cutting. Yeah, exactly. So I feel you. Think about it. Like, if a big gets switched on to Chris Paul, the easiest bucket in the world, he'll dribble between oh my the, God. the center's legs. He'll give him the shoulder. At his old-ass age, exactly. too, by He'll the way. give him the shoulder, do the quick fadeaway, get by him, go through his legs, make him look like a damn fool. Rondo, if you're a big switch on to Rondo, that's what I want. You might be in good shape because all you got to do is sag off. He's going to try and do his little go right try and hook it up and it's like let me pin this shit against the backboard like it always happens too so i like, feel you on i'm that. gonna relate this to my personal basketball experience when i play like i'm always the tall guy Dick. right yes I, i'm the taller guy i'm I, I i'm a good shot blocker i have okay hops like i can do what i need to do and i know how to play certain people personally mm-hmm. i know that a guy like aaron aaron has a jump shot aaron has a floater i know aaron i have to stay tight so he has that potential to get by me and do that jumper whereas i know daniel Dick. I know I Daniel is a really there. good finisher. He gets around dudes and has these really creative layups, but I know his game. And I'm I swat Daniel a solid amount of times. Like oh I'm not like I'm not trying to solid be that amount. I know, come on. I'm not trying to be that guy, but like come on. I know, I know your game. Talk about it. Yeah. Like Daniel can smoke other dudes. I got dude. the mid-range, Jay. Daniel can smoke other dudes, but I know you. Like I know what you're trying to do. Daggone it. And uh got so me again. It, it, it. It's just a huge difference. Like like, I know that Aaron is going to be able to, like, pull up and jump. I know that Aaron's going to be able to dump, and I know that Aaron's can finish. So I have to play him so much different than opposed to guys that I know, like, all right, I'm going to wait for this loser to come plus, in. Plus, Aaron can, can slow it down pretty darn good, too, overall. He's and not like, going to force it. He might, like, oh, I'm, you know, he might stop, get the pull up, maybe you commit. Okay, now I see Daniel or whoever cutting. Now I'm going to kick it down to him with the sweet bounce pass, you know, like, 
Whereas I feel you, like for me, the game just goes a little too fast. And it's like, if I commit to something, I commit to something. Travis I'm the same way. It. I'm the same way. If I know I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. But like, unfortunately for you and good, for, or unfortunately for me and good for you is that my length don't go as far as your length. So you can get away with it way more than me. So I feel you on that. That's a good example. Although I'm salty about it, obviously. Sorry. You know, it's all right, though. It's a good example. Shit. I don't even <laughs> so know what to Rondo, say about No. <laughs> yeah, Rondo <laughs> That's out. That's the Get your ass in. All right. All right. Let's close it out. We got a fun game. Travis, did you Do have a game? Do we have a fun game? I, I thought you game. had something. I was going to put something together, but I you lost didn't? my train of thought. Damn it. Vern, you got anything you want to talk about? I want to talk something. Yeah, let's, let's, let's break away. Gee, thanks, guys. Way to kick it Fern, out. This Fern, way. what do you have, dude? What do you mean, man? I, just, oh, I got nothing. <laughs> All right, Fernie, how was your weekend? You do anything fun? How was my weekend, man? I can't even remember what I ate for breakfast. Come on. <laughs> I feel that. All right. Well, we went to Knott's Berry Farm. Oh, we Farm. went to Knott's Berry Farm, guys. How was that? I haven't been there since I was like 10. It's a great time. You I, know have what I, mean? a, I have opinions about Knott's. I want to say you... something real quick. Okay, please. Just if it takes a little bit more time in line in order to be in the front of a roller coaster, yeah, it's worth it because me, oh we God. did that. We said, you know what? Fuck it. We'll wait longer so we can be in the front. And it was so much It fun. wasn't two times. Okay. So it took about 20 minutes to get to the point where they're like, you can go to the front. Not even 20, maybe 15. The lines were real short in the beginning of Sunday when we went. And it was like, you can go to the front line and sit there or you can go to the back part of the line. But either way, you're like right there. Like you see the coaster. It's like three, four heads in front of you if you're going in the back. It took a long ass time in the front. So we're like, all right, we're going to go in the front. It literally took 15 minutes to get to that part. It took another 45 minutes to get to the front, right? Like Jeez. after that. So about three times as long. Is it, is Easily. It worth it? Yes. Oh, it was so worth it. We were in the very front, and this is called the accelerator, and you go zero to like 100 in real quick time. Like two seconds. It launches. And it's just you. like, you're like, um, your head's up like before we went this guy was like going like this to the conductor and then he got swooped up like and it was it was amazing so when we went you know you go up and you hit this thing you hit this little lift i can't i'm trying to explain it so you can you understand. hit the peak of the the, the drop like you right hit the, before the drop like you go straight up and, and we and me and travis talked about it after we're like what the fuck's going on like where's <laughs> the bottom and like it was just wild i don't know how to explain it good but I'm very impatient. I feel like I'd rather ride the ride three times and wait one time. To, I feel you. you know? Yeah, but but like was... we went on it a second time later just to go on quick for fun, and we sat in the middle. It wasn't nearly as sick. Really? As the first no, time. not nearly. Yeah, that's the fact. It may have been that specific roller coaster, but the thing about the accelerator is, is you go from a dead stop to like eighty in literally two seconds. It like kind of fades back, and then you see like a race car three, two, one, and then you zoom that. off. And we were in the front row, so it was like. Poof, like right in our fucking face, dude. It was sick, man. All and just air flying in your face and all that cool stuff. Yeah, and too. I'm a hands up on the roller coaster kind of guy, and I had my hands up ready to go before it launched, and like my hands went back, and then we went up like to go for the drop. Like we went straight up. It went straight for about 300 feet, and then went straight up. I couldn't even keep my hands up. The G force oh, of my yeah. hands like forced my hands down to my lap. It was crazy. It was yeah. so sick. That sounds fun. You guys been on Goliath? Like when you go hit that peak, it looks like you're gonna hit your head on the cave, and then you get stuck oh, like yeah. that. Like, <laughs> yeah, nah. at, at Six Flags, right? Yeah. All right, oh, Dan. God. You said you had some opinions about knots. What is it? Oh shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So knots, it's pretty on par slash even potentially better than Six Flags overall. In my, they're opinion. almost the same. They're almost the same. The problem with knots is like, they're it's a themed park. 
there's not really a great theme there. You it's got Snoopy. Snoopy. Yeah, and that's annoying to me. Like, I didn't feel magical like when I'm at Disneyland or whatever. I don't got the Marvel characters around me taking pictures with Tigger and Pooh and all that cool shit. I don't know. Like, I like it, but I didn't like it for that reason. Yeah, there was no nostalgia there. Like, you're just walking around like, okay, what's the next ride? Whereas if I'm walking around Six Flags, I see Superman. I see the Batman ride. I see the Riddler ride. I see, oh, there's this cool, like, the the... The theme and Disneyland almost has like they have like two good rides, yeah. But it's easily the best theme park because of the theme and everything's so fun. Like like you said, like we rode that stuff when we were like five years old. Nostalgia is so powerful in my mind, you know. Like I, it really is. Like I don't know. That's all I got to say about yeah. that. Yeah, like right. we were talking about how Knott's Berry Farm's like a once every two year kind of thing. Six Flags is once a year and Disneyland, if you got a girlfriend, you can go like once every six months. You're not going to gather up your boys and be like, hey boys, you want to go to Disneyland? How, wait, how much does it cost to go to Knott's? Knott's costs $45. Dude, Disneyland is so expensive. Exactly. 180 That's for the park Ridiculous, hopper. man. Yeah. Like, have you guys, have you been recently? Or nah? Because I went in June. I will years. fight till wait, the for end Disneyland of my life. For, for Disney. I went in June. No, nah, it's been a couple of years. So wait, so why? I highly recommend Disneyland, and I do have a year pass. I had one two years ago, but then once they dropped all that new Star Wars shit, they raised the prices by a tremendous amount, and then I, I did for a little bit. It's been like, it was about six months until I didn't have one, and then I got the itch again, and I wanted to go. Gabby's family was in town, so we went, and I bought another pass, and I bought a Flex Pass, which is like 30 bucks a month, which really isn't shit, right? Uh, you have to pay like 140 up front, but then it's 30 bucks a month, which is 360 on 140, so 500 in total, right? So if you go three times, it paid for itself already. Okay. And we we go we go a grip. It's not too far or anything. It's not too far. It's it's literally an hour and a half drive at yeah. most, maybe 75 minute drive. Anyways, we went and uh, man, nostalgia for days. Oh, the I, shows. The, the show. The, oh, so great that 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 show, Fantasia when show. I went at the end, like I went. Um, and it was a Sunday night was our last night there because we went Saturday and Sunday. That Sunday night, we kind of wrapped it up with like that show near that water thing. It's called like just, the Fantasia the show. The Fantasia show where Mickey Mouse was fighting the dragon and they yep. rolled out all the Disney princesses on the boats like doing fancy dances. I just, I was, it was like a half hour show and I was blown away. No, it's like literally like the coolest shit you ever seen. And we're obviously come from a world of overstimulation. You see so much shit on your phone, like nothing's impressive. This shit is impressive. They bring out this dragon that's like 200 feet tall that breathes fire on the, on the water. And the water's got like oil on it or something because the, the water lights up in, in fire. It's, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, listen, I looked like I felt like a five-year-old kid with my jaw like all the way that's down tight. to the ground just oh. staring. I was like everything that came by. It was like the best part ever. It was so sick. And the new Star Wars world, which is where I was going, is freaking badass, by the way. They had freaking the Wookiees there. They had uh kylo ren they have like one of those what's the bad guy thing we talked about i it's not the x fighter but something else the, the tie fighter the tie fighter you know what it, it looks like an x wing yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not an x wing it's the circle with no, the yeah, two, yeah, two exactly fins outside yeah that looks like an x to me it's no? not, it looks, like anyways like okay it so looks they, like an h so they got a good guy area they got like oh you can refill the your light room. side and dark side the Don't light side and the dark side so they got that tie fighter there and it's got this ramp that comes down, right? And it's on this stage. And I'm like, oh, that's dope. I wonder what that's for. Can you walk in it? Who knows? Whatever. Like, I'm walking by, and then all of a sudden, like, one of the generals, you know, the dudes, the bad guys that wear the hats, they're not like stormtroopers or not anybody fancy. Yeah, just they, the generals. The yeah. generals. 
guy's like, all right, we're looking for a federal spy right now. So have you guys seen him anywhere? Whatever. And he's like hounding the whole crowd and everything like that. So we all gather around. And then all of a sudden smoke comes out of the freaking TIE fighter and like red and it does that brand new like first order music where it's like, do, do. I don't know how to explain it. And then freaking Kylo Ren rolls out of the, the, the TIE fighter, bro. And he comes down and he's all badass in his little, you know, Kylo Ren mask, whatever. And he's like, where's the rebel spy? And the general's like, we're looking for him, sir. Like all scared. And he's like choking him, fake choking him. And the guy's like got his hands up and he looks like he's getting choked. Like he's by the force, whatever. And he's like, oh, we're trying, we're trying. And he's like, I'm going to go find him. And he walks out and it was freaking badass. They had the stormtroopers there. That shit had me hype, man. That brings me back to being like three years old. <laughs> Even though that movie came out when we were like 22, but <laughs> I feel three years old again. I was loving it, man. No, you might have just convinced me to, you know, drop it, a little little G ball. If you got a girl, saying. if you got a girl you're talking to, take her to Disneyland. Not because of the girl, because you need to go. No, I feel that. I, honestly, the last time I went, um, I was kind of dreading going for some reason. It had been a long time. I was like, man, I ain't really that excited for this. Whatever, I'm gonna go because you know the girl I was talking to at the time wanted to go. Yeah, I was like, all right, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm gonna make a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. I went, dude. I had more fun than she did. I think. So. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> every time. In California Adventures, which is the secondary park, for those of you who don't know, it's not Disneyland, it's the secondary park. That place is freaking badass, man. So they have this ride that was called the Tower of Terror, which is essentially like a drop ride, right? They switched that now to ride the Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, because they bought out Marvel and stuff like that. And it's so fun. Like They play these different songs, old school nostalgic songs from the 80s, just like the movies are, right? And one, like you're bouncing up and down and it's like, we want the funk, gotta have that funk and you're bouncing and it's going to the rhythm and it's freaking awesome. Like you can't help but just laugh your ass off and just have a great time. Like, plus they serve beer there at California Adventures, which is amazing. And then the other cool ride at California Adventures is the Cars ride. What is it just called Cars? Yeah, I didn't get to go on that one. The line was too long. The line is always so long, but that ride is so much fun. You're racing another car, and like you could lose, you could win. It's always a 50 50 thing. I've won and lost a couple times, but you're trying to beat out the other person. It looks exactly like you know those hilltops in the background. It's like it's just really cool, man. I I can't say enough good stuff. Sorry. No, no, that's that's definitely fun, and I appreciate all the input you guys had with your amusement park themes and of course your sports takes yeah we are gonna wrap up tonight no games sorry guys we're gonna bring it back on sunday new time we'll hopefully have these things up by monday morning so you can start your week off with the sports and bs podcast shout out to drew for winning that shirt man and uh if y'all want to purchase a shirt just dm the the sports and bullshit podcast page or me or travis or whoever you want to we got shirts on deck, and uh, man, we're trying to grow this thing and make some money, damn it. So uh, help us out, please. Yeah, tell all your friends. Yeah. Love you. Right. I mean, for being pretty ugly, the shirts came out pretty fly. You know right? Yeah, <laughs> man. They made us look a little bit better than what we really look like. Shout out. <laughs> all, all right, right guys, well, have a good again. night.